1: Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are. Welcome to our episode of Sheologians. We're here today to put the heron third. Obviously, right? My name's Summer <laughs> Yeager. Here with my beautiful co host Joy. Obviously, you guys have already clicked on this. You've already seen the title. You're here. You're in. Like,
0: you're not accidentally you know. here. <laughs> you know what's happening.
1: Yes. <laughs> um. So, I've had these earrings in these hoop earrings. like I think we we bought these. we not we, but yeah. like we were looking at these, okay. yeah, and I put them in my ears like a year and a half ago. Oh my goodness, closer to two. And I have forgotten about them since, right? <laughs> like they've just been in my ears, these gold, which things. is the best
0: I mean, just to say, like, I feel like that means they're comfortable.
1: Oh, they're so comfortable and they're... Like you
0: haven't even thought about them.
1: No, I don't even think about them. They're so comfortable. But um, then for Christmas, my husband bought me the same kind of hoop, but they were opal, which I loved. And Ooh. I was... I mean, it's opal, you know, like love it. Well, those were not... Apparently we got dipped because they, the opal fell out. Yeah. So then my Dang. husband, I know. So my husband went online and he found me the earrings. Like these are the earrings. Like if I could custom design like this is what I want in my ears. Like he found them. He knew somehow. And Okay. They're just no one else can see these.
0: <laughs> but look how cute. <gasps> they're perfect for you. What? That's totally summer. I know. He knows you.
1: I know. I love them he so much. You. I'm like They're afraid so to wear them all the time,
0: <laughs> <laughs> which is not
1: the point. But like, yeah, the best. this is
0: like uh you love your stickers so much that you don't use them. You just safely keep them on yeah. the sticker paper and yeah, never use obviously.
1: them. When you get a sticker, you have to contemplate where you're going to put it for the following three years before you actually commit. Right, to putting it somewhere. And yep. I look at my earrings every day and I go, oh, those are so cute. <laughs> <laughs> they're checkerboard for the people that aren't yeah. here with us. But yes, are here they're with like us. a black
0: and white checker pattern, which is it, just it's just perfect. perfect.
1: But um, I don't want to take anyway. I just had to tell you about my earrings and how like your husband finding the perfect earrings. Like what? Who does that?
0: I couldn't have yeah. even found these. Maybe that used to be... I feel like maybe that used to be more of a thing. I feel like in general, women used to get jewelry more. Maybe yeah. some still do. Maybe we're just not the type.
1: Yeah. <laughs> um, uh. did, did I send you... Did I show you the email where someone was like... Or maybe it was a voicemail. Someone after our last episode... <laughs> was expressing their shock that we're friends (laughs) because we're so different. (laughs) It was really funny. I was dying. That is hilarious. It was was because, you know, you and your whole like camping thing and me and my whole never been camping thing. I think it just like really was shocking for this person well
0: of course the best part of many friendships is just the oppositeness you love everything about them that's just not like you that you can't relate to (laughs) it was just a really
1: precious funny um message and what was really special about it for me was just that like we record and then i i immediately do not record it in my brain and so people will send messages or emails and they'll be like when you guys were and then i get to experience
0: it for the first time really because right i, I don't remember well, <laughs> well it's <laughs> like we we just our friendship covers so much airtime whether or not it's actually being recorded <laughs> there's like we could i don't think you guys realize we could never possibly remember everything we have talked about Mm -mm. we just no we just couldn't we couldn't do it no it's all like stored in your couch somewhere (laughs) or something i don't know
1: (laughs) and then we have had a lot of people i think i told you this it could have been two weeks ago it could have been Six months ago. I don't know. But we've had a lot of mm-hmm. people who are newer to the show and then have gone backwards to like listen because we've been doing this for so long, you know. And so they email with their like takeaways from fast forwarding through our life over the last seven years. And um there's actually a bunch of them. There's actually a lot of them. And... uh. I know they're not lying because the things that they're saying are just, I mean, they had to have listened to 300 episodes
0: of us <laughs> talking um, or they're stalking us. Yeah. <laughs> I think but it's probably more likely they, they just listened to the content yes. we freely <laughs> gave them. Gave. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yes. Uh, so
1: the getting those emails has been really just interesting and they're kind of takeaways. And, um, what's really funny to me is that they will, the thing that I keep hearing about you is how fun to go on the ride with joy as she's gone from single to married to mom, like these big, you know, yeah. life life changes like they've they've had a good time hearing that and then the recurring one for me oh no it's just oh well you cook now
0: (laughs) the takeaway is you have basically always been how you are now Which just lends to your, it just, it is everything I know about you, which it lends to that like certainty. It lends to that just like, (laughs) if you don't say anything wrong, you'll never be wrong type of mentality. (laughs) Like if you're just always the way you are, then you never have to be like, well, I used to be that way. (laughs) It's, it's really great um
1: it's also having me questions and things but <laughs> unwavering very <laughs> steady apparently for good or ill um so yes i guess i it's it is kind of funny though because i am appreciating in those comments I don't think I was conscious. I don't think I was conscious of the problem that it was that I couldn't cook because at that time I only had like two little kids and that wasn't, you know, okay. But my cooking grew with my kids who, and so that actually has been very helpful. Like it almost like I did it accidentally. I was like, okay, I have to learn how to cook some things. And I didn't really think about it. I just was like, well, Mm -hmm. this is it. Like, this is in front of me. So this is what I have to do kind of thing. Yeah. Um, And uh, what's really funny about that is that it's Eric's birthday today. And I was like, what is It's his birthday? Yeah. And I was like, what do you want to eat for your birthday? Because we're not going out today. We're going out tomorrow. I was like, what do you want? what can I cook you tomorrow night? And of course he wanted what he always wants on his birthday, which is hot dogs and beans. So, um, I got off the hook there, (laughs) but then what I decided to do is, and he doesn't know this yet, but his favorite thing to eat for the holidays is deviled eggs.
0: So very nice.
1: I made him some deviled eggs, obviously, but I found this recipe for like a pasta salad that is like a deviled egg pasta salad. Oh, okay. And so it's really good. And well, I think it's really good. I hope he likes it because I will start making this if he likes it. But deviled egg pasta <laughs> In the rotation. salad. Yeah. Is like delicious. And I mean, think hmm. about all the protein. It's crazy amounts of protein.
0: Seriously. Yes.
1: And I Eggs. had to use a protein pasta because that's all I have on hand, obviously.
0: Okay, right, yes.
1: So, and obviously, it's like I used a Greek yogurt base, which I'm not going to tell him right away. I mean, right? he's finding this out right now, along with all of you, is what I'm saying.
0: Yeah, yes. And it's not a secret. It's just, we're see? just going to enjoy the food yeah. that's there. Greek yogurt base, not bad. Yeah.
1: And I'll let you guys know how deviled egg pasta salad is. It sounds, I mean... It sounds like you can't go wrong. I think it's good.
0: Um, I'm just going to go ahead and tell everyone that if you've been seeing any like cottage cheese, like cookie dough floating around the internet or something, don't worry about eating it. <laughs> I have been eating it every night. I was just like, I have, well, so I have a, I have some servings in the fridge right now. And I'm like, maybe it'll be better if it's a little colder.
1: What did you, how did you make it? I
0: just, I just was like,
1: it's not, you don't like it.
0: I was like, I think I would just rather, let me
1: fix it for you. How'd you make it? It's good. It's good if you make it right. what did you
0: do? It was cottage cheese. So all in a blender, obviously the cottage cheese, maple syrup, almond flour,
1: Okay. Vanilla.
0: Okay. And then they had protein powder, which I what feel like protein just powder do you use? makes it, ch- I mean, that's just what I had on hand. I have like, I have like one more serving of it. So I just what don't have of- a lot of protein powder. Okay. I don't, I it was, I could, That's uh, probably,
1: that could make it or break it.
0: Yeah. 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 I guess maybe I'll, my, if you, d- if you don't have a lot of protein powder around, that's good. Then it might, but. Okay. i don't know i, I can was fix just it like for you
1: i can fix it for i was you. just
0: like well i mean i don't know that i'm gonna i don't know i don't know if it's worth it to me it's but... so
1: good no listen this is how <laughs> i'm surviving right now not eating ice cream every night because i found that I, I tell you i told you about the honeycomb ice cream right
0: oh yes the uh the what's van the lewin. brand it's like van yes van something
1: van lewin
0: they're they're the ones that have all the fun ice cream flavors. That's why I know that oh, brand. Because they have like macaroni and cheese and like all the ones I want to try just to be like, what does that taste like? Like, let's see how that, oh how that went. I haven't seen that.
1: <laughs> well, okay. Listen, here's what you do. So you put the cottage cheese, get rid of the maple syrup. The maple syrup does not help. You want to blend the cottage cheese with vanilla and your protein powder and then some of like some brown sugar, or you could even do like the, the swerve brown sugar. So it's zero calorie mm-hmm. and you blend that like really, really smooth. And then you add your almond flour and your chocolate chips and you freeze it. And okay. the, pr- the protein powder I'm using is a cookies and cream. And I think that's it. Like if you don't like this, it's because your protein powder just doesn't taste good eaten, which most protein powders don't.
0: Yeah. I felt like it was kind of uh, just like gritty. But I also acknowledge that, like I said, I put it in the fridge because I was like, I do think letting it kind of come together a little bit might help. You have to freeze it. But I like I like put it all into the I put it into an app and I was like, I was like, this doesn't taste good. And this entire thing that I made is like. I was like, it's like sixteen hundred calories. I yeah. was like, this is not you gotta worth use it. The,
1: you gotta use the swerve, <laughs> the brown sugar, the brown sugar with zero calories, and then cut the maple syrup out of it, and use less almond flour than they say, and then yeah, f- it. And then you gotta use the chocolate, the lilies chocolate chips, not regular chocolate chips, because otherwise, yeah, it's like just go eat ice cream at this
0: rate. Right. That's what I when I saw the like the yeah. amount of calories in it, I was like this is not like just go cream. go get some van <laughs> just yeah. go get some macaroni and cheese flavored ice cream <laughs> the praline butter cake by the way is the best flavor so if you see um, that i've only tried i've had the uh, of that brand i've had the mexican hot chocolate which i think is like a seasonal flavor yeah. and that was really good it's like a spicy chocolatey Sounds but so um, good. And then I think I had like a champagne flavor once around New Year's. But anyway. Yeah. Yeah. So, well, there you go. Try Summer's cottage cheese cookie dough. It's so um, good. It's if, so good. If you're not wanting, if you're going to go try mine, don't. Don't. And just go get actual desserts.
1: It also <laughs> is important what what protein powder you use. Like finding a good protein powder that you can actually stomach is just, I'm a diehard select protein person and all of their flavors are good. So that makes all the difference. Honestly, I could just eat yeah. that stuff. I put it in my coffee. Like I put it in everything. Um. So anyway, okay. That was, uh, I'll make sure to put that in our cookbook when we get there in two years. Um. Yeah. You guys yep. can leave us a voicemail. If you want at four seven oh four six five zero four seven five. Um, let's see what else do I need to tell them. We are starting our next round of book club. You guys are all invited. That happens at patreon.com slash theologians. We're gonna be reading C.S. Lewis's Out of the Silent Planet. And um it's really just for fellowship and fun, honestly. I don't know, like that's why we do that's what we're doing. <laughs> um Yeah.
0: And so- we're starting a fiction book right we'll see i mean after this it's like there's no limits no (laughs) i mean really there (laughs) are limits there are things we will never be reading for book club
1: (laughs) that's absolutely true there are things we will not do for book club uh (laughs) but but the doors are wide open and it could turn out that we don't like doing fiction or it could be life-changing like we don't know yet right we're not
0: we're not them yet (laughs) we're not our future us yet (laughs) so you guys can join us there um and that's
1: it so do I have anything else I need to tell them I'm so tired that my brain doesn't my baby is gonna be one soon but uh hey man he wakes up really early and and he stood by himself for the first time today for like a full 20 seconds, just stood there. Big and boy. And it was so crazy. And Clementine saw and she was like, mom. And then we all came running and we all were just like in the living room looking at him and screaming. And that's probably why he sat down and started crying <laughs> because... He was just standing there, minding his own business, and then all of a sudden he was surrounded by people who were just looking at him and screaming.
0: <laughs> and he was like... This must oh, be no. the wrong thing. I must be doing the wrong thing. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I mean, you know, as we cruise towards the first birthday, it's like that walking, the walking. He is
1: definitely going to be walking. He crawls. He can crawl. I Let me just tell you right now. He can crawl faster than most people can walk, I'm convinced. Like, when he starts going for something, like, I have to run to get to him. Like, if I see him heading for the toilet bowl brush or something, like, he's already basically there by the time I realize what he's... He's so fast. He's so fast. I'm in so much trouble. When he starts walking, he's going to be outrunning me by the time he's two. Like, I...
0: That's probably... It's probably the best way to describe ransom is just like, so it's just like, so, so, <laughs> right. so, so. insert word. <laughs>
1: so is his adverb, um, <laughs> adjective. I actually can't even think about anyway. Um, so yeah, when I say, do we have anything else to tell them? I say ser- it's because I seriously don't know. And probably cause I am, haven't slept in a year. But, uh... Yeah, I
0: think I'm a little. I can always tell. So you know, I don't have a one year old, so I'm in a different. We're in different seasons at the moment. Um, but I can always tell when I'm getting a little. Uh, I don't know, sleep deprived, or just I just get a little spacey. Oh yeah, like you're walking into a room and you're going, "Why am I Why here? Why am I here? Oh yeah, you're looking at your phone." why am I here? (laughs) What am I doing? (laughs) Um, And then just doing silly things like, um, I have locked us out of our house two times. (laughs) I have never, I have never done these things before, ever. And the second time, so one of the times was last night, but. Oh no. um, But I, didn't I didn't officially lock us out because the back door was still open, so. But you you got close. It was fine. You got It was close. fine, but on Father's Day, I definitely for sure locked us out of the house, like one hundred percent. Happy Father's Day. <laughs> mm-hmm. You Whoops.
1: know what's what's really funny is that before Eric even married me we we were long distance but at one for whatever reason one time he was down here visiting and i had this vehicle and he put a hide a key spare key on the like wheel well because he already knew yeah like he already knew and as i was heading to our wedding i locked myself out of the car <laughs> And then once I got through that, <laughs> we were pulling out of the driveway running late now. And I had left my shoes inside. Like I was wearing my dress that I was getting married in and I was wearing flip-flops. And I was like, you yep. know, I am getting married today in flip-flops because yep. it's just not. <laughs> I'm yep. just not gonna <laughs> deal with this. <laughs> I'm not dealing with it. So anyway. It's happening. It's this is what's going on. Um, we're going to talk about the third way because, because we I said something about, we said something about the yeah, third way. There was Several an episode that ago. we, yeah.
0: yeah, there was we an a lot of questions that we, about it. Yeah. We, I, man, I wish I could even remember, but I think we just sort of like, we both started saying it and we both knew exactly what we meant by it. yeah So we were just like saying it, but then. You know, not everyone has our telepathic connection, (laughs) so here we are. We're not that explaining exactly what this means.
1: I think it's super Um, important because uh, I think third people that are chronic third wayists are on a trajectory that is ultimately deconstruction (laughs) Um, ultimately if you go all the way with it uh and if you can't hear the third way when it's being pitched to you i think you can be very easily manipulated or deceived i wish i could remember our context now that i'm talking about it because that's probably the point we were trying to make
0: (laughs) yeah yes yes absolutely yeah um so well yeah it's I guess I was as I started thinking trying to write some notes down to actually record something on this Mm -hmm. I started to get really interested in how you were going to kind of describe and sort of what you were visualizing Mm -hmm. um because I discovered that this is like I don't know the language around it's this is a the third way is something that needs to be defined as Christians are attempting to take back ground that we've let go. Mm -hmm. Um, And so uh, maybe that's why a lot of people didn't at face value just understand exactly what we meant. But here we are defining it. But so I was like, the very first thing I imagined in my mind was like, Two points, Mm -hmm. the scripture and the world, two opposing points. Mm -hmm. And then you have this like offshoot that like kind of cuts off from both of them. Doesn't meet in the middle, but it's meeting like kind of off to the side, but connecting the two. Mm -hmm. And so I was thinking of an offshoot and then I realized what it actually is. Which is a trapdoor <laughs> it is though it is a it is a like ugly, stinking tr- pit under a trapdoor that you fall through, yep, um, yeah, it swings open when we try to combine the truth of scripture and the truth of our culture, which is based off of mm-hmm. circumstance and experience. and yep. Guess one wi- guess which one wins every time in the third way. <laughs> oh um, yeah. Uh and and I think it's important I guess maybe just to start out like there is you know you're basically talking about a person that believes you can sort of reconcile these two very opposing points. Um, but they are opposing, so there always will be a winner because one doesn't allow for the other. Uh, right? Neither allow for the other, I should say. Yeah. Um. And I, I guess just to point, just to start, the Bible makes that distinction. Yeah. Um. You know, I was thinking about Romans two. I mean, a lot of places in Romans really. first John. Um, and then I was like, Proverbs makes a pretty good case for what Mm -hmm. a fool is and to not be one. The (laughs) Psalms make a pretty good case for who God's enemies are (laughs) and that God's going to destroy them. And so I don't think like, I, I guess just to start, like, we don't have to, we don't have to be afraid to make distinctions. I mean, how many times have we said that on this episode like the bible makes this distinction the one i just described the two opposing standpoints Mm -hmm. um like those are both in scripture yeah one is obedience one is disobedience one's virtuous one's immoral um and so this that's in the bible like there are these two points um and god doesn't i mean even if you just want to talk about like proverbs 1 7 uh the beginning of knowledge uh, the fear of the lord is the beginning of knowledge fools despise wisdom and instruction, wisdom and instruction yeah two two things right there N- what knowledge is and what the opposite of knowledge is so knowledge fool knowledge fool there's no third <laughs> there's, there's no, no third, third way option there. <laughs> um <laughs> but yeah so i think it's uh that's just how I was thinking of it. I was like, that's what it is. It's a trap door. It's a false floor that falls out from under you and yeah. you land in a pit of false piety, dishonesty. Um, yeah. What did you think? What was your, did you visualize this Yeah. In any no, way? I
1: think, well, you kind of, you brought up an important, the reason there's no third way, the reason we would stand and say there is no third way um, is because there's no neutrality. Uh, there is scripture is very plain. You're either worshiping the creator or creation. There is no other option. Um, you're being obedient or disobedient. There's no other option. And I think we get tripped up because well, you know sin just sin wants there to be like did yeah. God really say you know sin wants there to be, um, and you know this is something you know I've been talking about a lot, um, and I've been thinking about this in parenting and just in in the excuses we make for ourselves, but there is do you know that person, and maybe the person is yourself? <laughs> who is constantly unfaithful in their duties but if you like ask them to give an account for why it's never I don't care I don't want to do it I'm not interested in being obedient it's like oh well I forgot oh I forgot or oh I didn't hear oh I didn't know like this kind of like squishy, like, I don't know, I forgot. And it's like, there's this, like, they're, they're trying to create a category between obedience and disobedience where it's not really my responsibility or, you know, and it's like, okay, so we can grant that we're human beings. We're not perfect. Yes. You will forget things ad nauseum. Yeah. I know. Um, But there comes a point where it's like, if, if you, if someone in a position of authority over you is giving you direction and you can never remember it, there comes a point where it's like, well, you, it must not be a priority to you to listen to this authority. It must not like there comes a point where it's like, well, then obedience, if obedience is not your priority, that is sinful. (laughs) Like if you can never remember, you know, Um, and it's like, if you're, if you're like speeding, you're going 45 and a 25, like it's not going to work to just be like, Oh, I forgot. Like, I just, I forgot. Like, what do you mean? Every day you, every day you, 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 okay. (laughs) So that's kind of that squishy middle of like, I think our, our sin wants there to be a third option. The third option is that squishy middle of like, well, you know, I wasn't really like it's like, no, you're either obedient or disobedient. You're one or the other. Yeah, You're yeah. pursuing wisdom or you're being a fool. Like there's really, there, and you're worshiping God or you're worshiping or you're being an idolater. Like there is no squishy middle. There is no neutrality. And so I think the kind of third way that we're talking about are the Christians who, like you said, they want to be able to say, you know, no, this is obedience. But so I would think of something like revoice, right? They want to say they're obedient. So they have to kind of create this like new category, this like side B Christianity, this third Mm -hmm. way, this, you know, it's not this or that. Um, And uh, I think a lot of times Christians know that it's not right, but they don't know how or why um and i think that that was kind of the thing that i wanted to talk about was what are the ways what are the what are the red flags like how can you spot the third way how can you go oh that's what it is
0: yeah i think uh i think revoice is a great example of a third way um specifically because you have this um this like false faithfulness which is like oh no like i'm not trying to do the third way because i just so you know people who are going the third way they don't realize or they they may not consciously realize in that moment that the trap door leads over to disobedience you just fall into a pit that is disobedience like um but this is but revoice is a perfect example of almost like this um it's a it's just a false faithfulness it's like no see what i'm actually doing what this third way is actually necessary for is to meld this ancient text to meet the current circumstances and experiences of our day so the scripture is true the scripture is true But also, we know so much more now about about, uh, the truth of experiences, the truth of what we feel, the truth of what we've been through. Philosophically, we've grown. Biologically, we've grown. So we need this little alternate path that takes us to this uber truth. (laughs) But again, I'll just go ahead and say that neither of those two point there is no meeting point between the two opposing forces there is no meeting point where you just meet halfway where you branch off there is only one it's it falsely looks like another way and then the trap door opens up and it, it yeah just so you know again there is there is no one who's standing on the false floor and it opens up and then all of a sudden there they've the shoot goes to obedience the shoot always goes towards the cultural standard for truth and sin that's just how it is there are no examples of the third way that is leading <laughs> to obedience It's just not. So one always wins out. Disobedience always wins out. The current, the world is always winning out. Whenever you have someone trying to meld the two, the world will always win out. And yeah, and I think some of it is, some of it is our own sin, not wanting to stop our own sin, but obviously largely now, I would hope that real Christians are not um, making a habit of rationalizing our own sin as some kind of third way. But I do think what we can be doing is doing it for other people. We're trying to find a third way because then I don't have to say the uncomfortable thing, which is like, there's no way to rectify your behavior as as faithful. Like there's no reconciling your behavior. You need to repent for your behavior. And we don't, right. don't want to say that to people or we do say it to people. And they're like, well, that doesn't align with my experience and circumstance. So like I reject that. And then we're like, oh, well, I guess, huh, the, like God's word failed because they didn't like we're almost we're trying to make like this palatable or like I said, we might even genuinely believe that the Bible does need to be reassessed right. through this right. sort of like new, more modernized philosophical lens.
1: Yes, I think uh, the biggest red flag for me uh that will put someone on a or a teaching or an author or a speaker on the list for me of like this is this is third wayism. uh this is this has a bad trajectory um is what about uh oh. if you are listening to or reading uh or coming across any sort of whataboutism, this person, this position um, is shaky. Number one, God's word is clear. So when you come across a lot of, well, what ifs, or what if that, or what if this, or well, what about this, or what about that? And someone who is constantly talking about the margins or wanting to to or someone who has a real allergy to general truth like just being able to make general true statements um this person is introducing doubt and this person is introducing uh rules based on exceptions so The example that I would give would be uh, someone like Amy Bird, who years ago was doing a lot of, well, what if that and what if this? And she popularized this idea of there being like hard complementarianism and soft complementarianism and there being this real spectrum of sets of beliefs. And what you started to notice in a lot of her writing is, well, what about this? And what if that? And a real, a real allergy to general truths. Um, somehow this flew under the radar. She wrote a blog article, like in defense of women publicly wearing bikinis, you know, kind of thing. And if those didn't send up all kinds of red flags for you, Amy Bird is totally in support of female preachers now and it was just a matter of years ago where it was like you know you can't say anything about her because she's confessional and she's complementarian and it's like but you're not listening like you're not listening to what is being said because the trajectory she's been on has been clear for over a decade if you were listening if you were looking for The allergy to general truths, the desire to kind of make, you know, oh, well, what about like over here and like, what if, and just this desire to really kind of, you know, I, I know that the confessions say this, but is it really like, is it really that crazy to think, you know, just kind of that, that, that is somebody that is on a trajectory and you need to be able to notice it. And this is the point where someone will go, oh, so if somebody speaks differently than you, then you just automatically, you know, (sighs) you're just, no. I I do think um, we need to be charitable when possible, when necessary. Um, And we need to uh, hope and believe all things. Um, But this is a red flag and you don't need to pretend that it's not a red flag. You know, um, one of the things that really stuck out to me about uh, Beth Allison's, Beth Allison Barr's book on womanhood, we did a review of it, Mm -hmm. the making of biblical womanhood. I cannot tell you, I lost count of how many times in that book she said, what if, what if, what if this, what if that, um, who who cares? What does the Bible say? And this kind of goes back to that there's no neutrality. When you see someone who's really trying to bridge a gap between black and white, right and wrong, they're arguing for the gray. They're hoping that you'll come into the gray. Well, what if this? What if that? And this is something that in all of historic Christianity you've never heard before um, you're, this is, this is the third way. Like you're looking at it, whether you realize it or not. And they might be like, you know, I'm a historian and I'm confessional and I'm reformed, but it's like, okay, no, let's just look at what is actually in front of me right now. Uh, and you you're, about to yes. <laughs> you're about to fall through the floor. Yes, You're about
0: to fall through the floor. Someone's about to push the trap door button. <laughs> so yes. just so yep. you're aware. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think that, um, I think that, I think too, is just as we, I don't know, well, you were saying like, so if someone just talks differently than me, I'm just to assume poorly of them. It's like, no, (laughs) no, 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 (laughs) no. I would say that I would say the opposite. We're saying the opposite when we encourage people to not make gracious ungracious assumptions about people i would say you could you could say in some ways that asking the person a question and being in an active conversation with them about the things they say is the opposite of an assumption yeah. and i do think that sometimes we are we are very likely much more likely to create an opinion about what someone said in their head and then ponder over that later than to just be like, then to just say to our friend, like, well, what do you mean you think that like two men can get married or like, it doesn't really hurt people. Like, what do you really think about that? Um, Right. You know, and I don't, I, I'm not saying that having um, conversations with deconstructing non-christians on the internet is a good idea that's that's not even really what i'm saying but um i'm saying that uh we need to be we need to challenge the third way cuz sometimes the red flag is just your friend that has started saying some weird stuff and um and you've just it's caught your ear to the point where you've thought about it after you've had a conversation with this person or whoever, um, or you notice they had like uh, this really crazy, um, maybe even somewhat like traumatic event, and now all of a sudden they're thinking the or or you've invited a young woman into your home, whether that means actually young or she has not been a believer long, but is just saying. I I don't know. I guess like what I'm saying is that we, we can be, we can care enough about each other Mm. to push back on the third way. Like it, like what, what if we just, even in our own like inner monologue attempted to look at things as though they're one option or the other, instead of seeking out this third way for ourselves, yeah. Um, you know, like, I know I did that, but it's because of this, I know. Right. And you know, like, and then we create, cause that's really where, it, that's really where it starts. The desire is for our sin to not be sin or our sin to be covered in some way. Um, but there is no circumstantial or experiential cover for sin, that we see in the bible the only circumstantial cover for sin it was the death of christ and uh and there isn't a uh, there's no other circumstance in which your sin is forgiven um and so i do i in some ways i think it's really just uh you might i don't know i've been just trying to I've been trying to tell myself, well, so first of all, if you're going to be this person who's not afraid to challenge the third way, you're going to have to be reading your Bible. You're going to have to understand some shred of what you're talking about. Um, but I just think I've been trying to tell myself, I don't know, since I really even got here and it's since I got to Louisiana and it's not so much, it's not so much about like making friends about, but I've just had this thing like kind of popping into my head. That's just like, don't be afraid. We did an evangelism event at, outside of a pride event. And it's like, don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. Like, don't be afraid to just challenge your friend on this. Don't be afraid to talk to a person like don't. Um, mm-hmm. I think that's a huge part of the third way is that we're letting ourselves be duped. That's why when the tra- when the trapdoor thing popped into my head, I was like, perfect. It's so perfect. Somebody set up the trapdoor. So some people No, some people know, some third wayers, they absolutely know what the stinking rotten pit is underneath. And some people don't, Mm -hmm. but you're still falling in. You're still falling into sin. And it's still a Christian responsibility to not stand on the trap door, (laughs) to not allow yourself to be uh, duped. duped. Like it's, and so I don't know. I just think that I think not, uh, not being a, not being afraid of the two opposing, like scripture, I'm not saying be accepting of disobedience and unfaithfulness and the world. But I'm saying that the scripture doesn't deny these two opposing points. God is very clear. Yeah, what his word is against. He's very clear saying, do this, don't do this. There's always these two things. And I don't know, we just I think that well, yeah, we, there's, there's reasons why people make the third way. And most of them involve a redefinition of sin. Um, and, uh, and sometimes it's on this like cultural level, like revoice. And sometimes it's just in your own heart. Right. Where you're, you know, like you said, you're even just neglecting something that, you know, you shouldn't be neglecting. And, right. And we don't want to feel bad. We don't want to feel bad, but um there's th- so there's only two there's only two points, two opposing points, and only one of them doesn't feel bad for their sin. Right.
1: Well, and you touched on two things I think that are important in the conversation. Number one, if something, you know, if someone's trying to think through like, is this third wayism? Um, some people hear there's no neutrality and they go, oh, you're trying to like make rules for how other Christians live. And it's like, no, we would say if it's a matter of conscience, then it's not a matter of sin or not sin. So can a Christian in good conscience call themselves or live as a homosexual no, we would say that's that's a category that very clearly is not a matter of conscience. It's a matter of sin. But how many times you go to Taco Bell this week, that's a matter of conscience, not a matter of sin. Uh, although, who couldn't? We all turn food into sin issues all the time. We've been talking right. about that. It so can that was... be,
0: but it doesn't necessarily mean it is. Right.
1: So... When it comes to matters of conscience, as long as you're glorifying God, then it's not a third way. It's faithfulness. Like you're being faithful or you're not. Um, But there is ultimately no neutrality in that. Uh, I do think you can go to Taco Bell to the glory of God. And I also think you can go to Taco Bell sinfully. (laughs) Um, It just depends. I don't have the answers for that. That one... um, your action is either black and white, but I don't get to tell you. Whereas if you're living in a homosexual relationship, I can tell you that is for sure sin. Always sin. You're insane. Right. Yeah. Um, so we're not talking about matters of conscience. Uh and that's important. Is it is it wisdom? Is it foolish? What are you pursuing? There's really only two options. And then I think one of the biggest stumbling blocks into like the things that get in the way of recognizing the third way is kind of something you already touched on which is not recognizing worldviews that are antithetical to scripture so if you are not capable of recognizing a worldview Mm. sorry you're gonna have a hard time like like you said you have to show up with your bible you have to know Ultimate, you have to know scripture. So this, the example I've given so many times before that's applicable here is when I first started going and talking to Mormons with my dad and I was asking my dad, like, what do I read? Like, what Mormon literature do I read so that like, I'm prepared to talk to Mormons? And he was like, you don't, he was like, you read the Bible. Like, if you want to successfully analyze the world, you have to be in the word. And you're not going to be able to recognize what is antithetical to scripture if you do not have a fully orbed Christian worldview. And ultimately, the more you grow in your Christian worldview, the easier it's going to be to spot when something is antithetical to that. Does that make sense?
0: Yes. And, and I think the more I think the m- the more you study, the more you sit under the instruction of a responsible discipler. I think that's where, and as you grow, I think that's where you discover issues of conscience. Um, now, I also do think that I don't know, like you were talking about the issues of conscience but well, i want to like tie it yeah, right? i want to i want to tie it to what you said before which is that that's a huge red flag for the third way is that making everything an issue of conscience and basically saying like the bible isn't clear um yep. because the bible here's here's what i want to say and i will not qualify it in <laughs> any way shape or form the bible is very clear. Oh no! On okay, wait, many, Say that again. Many, many things. On. Hold <laughs> on. Say that again, because you broke up for me. Say it again. The Bible is very clear on many many things. Much more than the third way would have you believe. Yes. And where the Bible isn't very very clear, it is easily understood under the trusted discipleship of good elders. Now, that is still going to lead to some difference in opinion. But faithful difference in opinion doesn't involve a third way. When I'm talking to a Presbyterian about baptism, I'm not even thinking third way. That It's not a trap door. It's not at all. So there is this, there, and that to me, that just, there's a little bit of like, there's, I would say that it would be immature to make the distinction that all difference in opinion or difference in in conscience is some sort of sinful division or some sort of third way. Um, but yeah. I do want to say that if you are obsessed with making everything an issue of conscience, um, yeah, then you are teetering on something i can't you know you can't i can't say what every single person (laughs) that (laughs) that is hearing this is dealing with but it is it's definitely it's definitely a red flag and i think that so i think i this little kind of thing that i do in my head is like what is the culture currently telling me i should do Mm. and then i should lean the other way so like If the culture, if the evangelical culture is currently telling me about all this freedom and all this freedom to do these things, even specifically things the Bible says not to do, then what I'm going to do is go ahead and start from a standpoint where I I, basically, I'm not just going to be like, I'm not just going to fully embrace freedom to watch whatever I want, eat whatever I want, do whatever I want, just because there might be freedom there. I'm going to err on the side of faithfulness and I'm going to err on the side that the word of God has spoken clearly on something. Now, if I discover that there are many differences of opinions that involve no third way, then I think it's our job still to determine what we think on those issues. Can you get yeah. to them all by the end of the day? Usually not. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's okay to, it's okay um to just align yourself with what your husband and your elders think sometimes. I know some people are going to think that's crazy. Um, I mean, those topics you should not be going out and debating people on like, (laughs) unless you just want to be like, well, my husband said, (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but I don't know. I just think, uh, I think there's just like, uh, I don't, um, I
1: read this Instagram post the other day that explains explains what you just said, but it was all about someone who was saying that part of, part of, uh, deconstructing and keeping your faith, what, (laughs) um, yeah, what is that, (laughs) um, you should feel freedom to read whatever you want and you shouldn't feel bad for it. So even if you pick up and enjoy a book that is full of inappropriate sex scenes um it's okay because God still loves you and God is not harsh and judgy like your churches and um that it's not going to destroy you. The post is literally about how pornographic material is not going to harm you like the church says it does yeah and there were hundreds of likes and so many commenters Mm -hmm. like yes yes I'm and it's like Imagine, first of all, first of all, this is a protected female sin, because imagine if a guy was like, you know what, if you're just like all night long dudes watching R-rated movies and it's full of sex scenes, like God's not mad at you. It's not destroying you. Can you imagine if if a a quote unquote Christian influencer was telling men to watch porn and it wasn't going to affect them? This is a this is a female protected
0: space for sure um sin doesn't sin doesn't damage women because women don't sin right
1: right it's not sin when a woman reads pornographic material it's only a sin when a guy watches it i guess um but this is this is the trap door that you're talking about this is the this is a this was a no one, no one would phrase it the way I phrased it. Although if you like have any level of reading comprehension, that was what was said. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's what's so sneaky about the third way. I mean, that yeah. wasn't even a trap door. That was just an open sewer of a post. Right. But yes. there's Christians, Christians on there thinking, oh, okay. Yeah. I mean, I mean, well, because here's what's sneaky about it. Like, yes, if you've sinned, by reading porn yes i'm not saying god doesn't love you i'm not that's so that's what you know that would kind of be the very immature response but it's like you have something to repent of you have something to repent of you are engaging in loving your sin you're not glorifying god that's sinful but saying that is is the ultimate sin in a third way deconstruction type way, and so it's great that you called it a trap door because ultimately the third way is a trap door into deconstruction, um, and they're unashamed about it. They're unashamed about it. Yeah, that this that ultimately is exactly what I want people to be able to spot. I want people. I want people to be able to see that and go, okay, that's third wayism, which is really just unfaithfulness. It's an encouragement. Yep. It's encouraging people to be unfaithful and to call it faithfulness. If I had to put yep. what is the third way in a sentence, that's the sentence I would put it in.
0: Yep. Yeah. It's, it's, well, the best example you gave was the one you gave from the garden. <laughs> it is the, oh, let me soothe you into sin. Oh, did you think that was sin? No, listen to my soothing words. Listen to my cool voice. Right. That's not sin. That's not sin. Come along. Right. Come stand over here with me. That's right. That's right. This is a beautiful place to stand. Uh Uh-huh. Like, you know, Uh yeah. And that's what, and that's the thing is we, they've branded, the third way has branded itself just the third way has branded itself to be, um, attractive to our current culture, um, which is that neutral spot, because that is the, um, that is the highest, uh, intellectual, uh, moment in our culture is this like, well, there's so much to know in a universe so big, I may not know what's right. Right. I may not know what's wrong. But the most important thing is, is that I'm open. Yeah. I'm open because, well, yep. imagine how much I wouldn't know if I was closed off to everything. And I thought I knew what was right and wrong. It's that introduction I would be so doubt. closed off. Mm-hmm. Yep. I would be so closed off that I wouldn't be open to any knowledge. I would be such an idiot. Uh-huh. I would be such an idiot for not being open to all the knowledge of the world. Yeah, And effectively what, I, what I'm saying is, I know nothing Come over here, stand mm-hmm. on this trap door. I'm so elevated. I know nothing. I have no knowledge. Yep. Anti-certainty. Anti-certainty. Yep. Yeah. And that is the, that is, it is so attract It is attractive to, um. you know, I love that we've done so much deprogramming here. <laughs> and there's been so much sanctification, praise God. But that is because that, it, the cr- Christians now. Who are alive now? That is what we grew up in, and that's why it's attractive to our ears. I mean, first of all, it's been happening since the Garden, so there you go. But specifically, this whole "I am open to all types of knowledge." I don't, I don't really claim to know anything because anything could really be real. Um, that is the, um, like, the height of intellect, which should tell you something <laughs> in our culture. But But yeah, it is, it's a, it's a very, um, it's a very like bohemian, attractive, very dressed up, uh, wicked wolf, a sewer, like you said, a pit, a stinking pit. Um, and that's the thing is it's just, we should be able to, I guess that's where the whole, like, don't be afraid thing like if something is a stinking, if something smells like a pit, if it looks like a pit. <laughs> Don't pretend and it's not a pit. you can look down in it and go, oh, it's a pit. <laughs> um, Why are there hinges on the door? Do you smell excrement? Oh, I, are we standing over a sewer? <laughs> I've just been imagining... The Star Wars
1: trash compactor, but I don't know what everybody else has been. We have to end this, don't we? Oh, yeah, that's
0: yes. That's a great. No, I just was like, all of a sudden, like, oh, man, let's make sure. (laughs) Yeah. No, I think that's. Yep.
1: Don't fall into the trash compactor because somebody told you that it was not a trash compactor like when somebody tells like shows you a trash compactor and they're like do you want to hang out in my apartment go ahead and Mm -hmm. don't be afraid to be like that's not an apartment that's a trash compactor (laughs) yeah
0: there those walls will close in on me and there's creatures in there that will devour me alive
1: Okay, guys, you can leave us a voicemail at 470-465-0475. Uh, join us at patreon.com slash for book club or just to support the show. Um, support our goal to record at the bottom of the sea. And that's it. We'll see. Somebody, somebody who's never listened before is like, what? Okay, that's it. <laughs> we'll see you guys next week. See ya.